0: Um, good morning, everyone. So I know there's a lot of like smiling faces up here because um, it's weird. It, this is totally, totally weird because I normally go down with Kim at this point in the in the sermon in the service, and then I sit there patiently until I have to come back up and then play the <laughs> the last song before we all depart. So it's a different dynamic for 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 me. Different dynamic for for you, maybe certainly a lot more different for me than it is for you, because you're still sitting over there and I'm standing. So, um, <clears throat> my name is Philip Lopatha. Uh, I am Kim's husband. Uh, you know me as, as the guy that plays the piano around here. Um, Kim is the one that plays uh, the piano and sings and conducts the choir, and I just do whatever she tells me to do to get the <laughs> music going here at the at the church. So, um, I am a musician. Uh, it's, it's what... I do, it's something that fell into my lap, it's something that I've tried to run away from and I, and I can't. Um, I, even if I try to run away now, it's, music will pull me back and it will say, where are you going? Stay here. <laughs> um, uh, I am also a, a high school teacher and I enjoy that very much. I enjoy working with young people. Uh, faith is one of my students at Maples Collegiate, and uh, I'm very happy that she could come and be part of today's service. Um, I'm also the artistic director of a community choir called Echo Singers, and um, that sort of, like, rounds out what I... Do, So, that's a little bit about me. Okay, so we have no PowerPoint today. So, if you're looking for something to read over there, or just, you can just look at the colors or something. But um, there's, there's no PowerPoint for you to read. Uh, and then at the back, they are going, phew, I'm good. So, you don't have to, like, <laughs> time it or anything like that. I know it gets very, very nervous. Um, the other thing that, uh, about today is that then uh, a lot of listening then. Okay? Because if there's no- nothing to read and nothing to be distracted from up there, then all you got are your ears. And which is nice because I'm a musician. So this is kind of like my norm, like people actually listening to what's going on because I work in that, in that area. So it's about uh, listening today. Uh, and then maybe a little bit about feeling also. So no, nothing to look at, maybe some things to listen to, and then, and then maybe some things to feel. So uh, we'll get into what I mean by all this. Um, I also notice Kim was pointing out, the piano is in a different spot today, um, probably because I will actually touch it a couple of times. So the, the listening that you'll be doing, I will at least give you something maybe nice to listen to, so it's not just my voice the whole time. So um, that will be in there also. And uh, I do think through this piano, this has been my instrument since I was five years old, Faith Asalach. How long have you been playing? And I said, since I was five. Kim has been playing since she was eight. This this is part of our brain now. After if you've been playing that long, you think through this thing. Okay, you, these these guys here—they have brains too. They do things that I don't even realize that they're doing sometimes. Um, and Ken can attest to this too. It's it's just stuff. It's it's weird. So you can be weird with me today, okay? Because uh, we'll be we'll be trying to figure out how on earth does this work into here and then maybe transfer also then in, into what you're thinking too. So uh, as a teacher at Maples Collegiate, I'm part of a very large music program. We have over 500 students involved in choir and band. It takes five teachers to make this thing work. And so it's, it's a monstrous um, ordeal <laughs> uh, to, get, to get through what we do. Um, but we, we feel like we do a good job. And um, Maples is recognized in the city as having a very strong program. In fact, Faith, um, I won't tell you what's, what, what school that she transferred from, but she transferred from another school just to do music at, at Maples. Um, not to do math or science or anything, but to do music. She, she, she transferred from another school to do that. Um, so I'll let you into a little bit of the secret behind the success of, of Maples. Um, there is a, we have a broad vision for every student when they come into the school. They start at grade nine, and it's a four-year, four-year plan that we have for them. It's not just one year. It's not like um, teaching um, a semestered course, because as the music teacher, I will see them for the next four years. So, I, I need to see these students over, over a four-year span. Um, they will hopefully continue the entire program, and many do. Um, they will grow in their uh, appreciation and understanding of choral music and, and community, and uh, they will learn to balance school and work and family and friends and es- extracurricular life and choir. Choir will be part of, of how they balance this, and they're just developing these skills along the way. Um, and I find it a, a very strong privilege to be their teacher as we try to make sense of life. Um, Knowing students for this long, I can get to know them very well, really, really well for four years. Um, There are, for an advanced uh, choral student, I could see them for over an hour every single day for two years. That's a lot of teacher and um, teacher-student contact. Uh, so we develop close relationships, and, and it's, uh, it's very intense relationships sometimes, too. Um, we develop a, a trust so that uh, they can come to us with um, their problems, their issues, their thoughts, concerns, worries, teenage angst, lots of teenage angst, angst for you people who don't know angst, <laughs> okay? Okay. <laughs> um, uh, they're not trivial matters, they're not trivial matters, and I try to listen and counsel them and support them as much as possible. Uh, they come with personal problems, and it can range from arguments with their parents to, uh, to parental expectations, become a doctor, I don't want to become a doctor, become a doctor, <laughs> and then uh, it can become like social pressures that they can feel, and then they have a genuine fear of the future, that's straight up part of being a teenager. Um, and so there are tears sometimes. There are tears. We have lots of tears. In the choir room, we say it's okay to cry. It's really okay to cry anywhere, but in the choir room, it's a, it's a very safe space. Um, not, not everything is bad, though. Uh, I can tell you that a lot of things are, are, are really good. There is a thrill in being this, a teacher at, at that school, and um, we've had students, uh, Kim and I can attest to this, we had students come to our house on my birthday at 11.30 p.m. on a Friday night, unannounced, not even a text. (laughs) And we live 10 10 houses up the street. So in this neighborhood, if you hear a knock on your door at 11.30 p.m., something's, "Hmm, what's going on? So um, my students, they they came at 11.30 p.m. one one cold February evening and knocked on the door and I could see through the window, oh no, I'm in my pajamas. (laughs) And then, so I open the door, and it's like, Happy birthday, Mr. Lapatha!" <sighs> Great. <laughs> it's minus 30. Come on in. And then next thing you know, we're eating tiramisu until 1 a.m. And, and that's part of the good things, crazy things. But some of the good things about being a, um, a teacher over there is that these students, they feel very, very comfortable to, to, to come over to the house, even. They know where I live. It's, I'm not going to hide that. Um, so the sermon for today's passage, uh, we are going to consider what, how, and why. What, how, and why. These are th- um, things that we teach at, at, at Maples, what, how, why. And then and we'll connect David's lament that uh, Kim read um, to our life, but we are going to do this through the lens of high school. Um, now don't dismiss the idea of high school especially high school music if you haven't done high school music that's okay, I didn't either that's the grand irony of this I didn't even do music in high school so if you didn't do music in high school whoops, that's okay and, um, but you did go to high school I assume Okay, and then you probably did feel some sort of even when I say high school huh, you might even feel some of that um, so we are going to do it through the lens of high school and uh, we'll also talk about music. Music is a universal language. It's more universal than English. All of you ELP people, English language program people, it's more, it's more universal than English. It's more universal than Chinese, <laughs> even though Chinese is taking over the world. So um, music is still stronger than all of that. So we're going to talk about music today also. OK. And then, um, as we go through, through all these phases of high school, maybe you'll come back to feeling of, you know, what was it like to be in high school? And some of you, you're, you're in high school, so you know what it's like, okay? Um, you're, you're not alone. There are people around you. They're, they're cheering you on. You got your teachers. You got your, your family. You got your friends. They're, everybody's trying to get you through high school. Um, and then, But some of us, we, it's been a while. It's been a while since we've been in high school. Like... <laughs> And then you can giggle to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe you're probably on like, there's like grade 12. You're probably on grade 52 or something like that now. But um, it's been a while since maybe you've been in high school. So not, nothing, not much has changed. And a lot has changed. So uh, there's still fashion. There's still girls. There's still boys. Uh, there's still trigonometric functions. There's still Shakespeare. Uh, There's still world news and money and Canadian history and relationships and zits and driving for the first time. It's still there. So if you're like, I can't relate, uh, yeah, you can. (laughs) It's still there. Um, So what, how, why, David, music, high school? Okay, here we go. So... uh, (laughs) Verse one and verse 17 and 19. We're going to talk about what. So what is what just happened? And when we know that today, that uh, today's passage, the deaths of Saul and Jonathan, they're presented now to David, and then David is um, is shocked by this news. Uh, we've been following the story of David in the recent weeks, and we know that he's had his ups and downs. He's been uh, conquering giants. He's been hiding in the cave. Uh, he's had a roller coaster ride of life, and um, he's now, he's recognized as Israel's king or king in waiting, and, uh, and his, but his road to the throne has not been easy. And now, in this passage, David is coming from a battle from the, with the Amalekites on one side, and Saul and Jonathan are, are battling the Philistines on the other side, and then um, David won, Saul and Jonathan lost, they were defeated, Okay. They, they they died upon upon the field. And, um, and now David is we we feel his heart because now he's he, he's saddened by the whole thing. There's a mourning in him. Uh, we can empathize with David and the grief and anguish and sadness and pain that he feels for having lost his best friend. But he is also expressing grief for having lost his enemy. He also lost Saul in that. Um, and so David presents his lament in these first two verses, uh, 17 and uh, seventeen, eighteen, 18, um, and he wants this lament taught to the people of Israel. Um, it's like a national sadness um, for, for the entire country. And so, uh, this, it's a collective grief that needs to be genuinely felt in the heart of the people. David is calling the people to be sorrowful, to show emotion, to express remorse, and he's really calling them to cry. As a, as a nation to cry. Uh, back to grade nine. Um, in grade nine at Maples, we find ourselves, um, these students find themselves in Maples for the very, very first time. They've, uh, they've maybe come from a grade eight program, I don't know what they learned over there, but we have to take them now all into grade nine and we have to teach them something. And so we teach them what? What is choir? Don't you just sing? Yeah. <laughs> so what is choir? And we teach them um, what is music, how to read it, how to actually make sense of those dots on a page. And then what is community? You have to teach them how, about that, too. Um, and so we're going to do something with you today. If I say musical box, you have to do, take this hand, point it in this direction, this finger pointed in this direction. Y'all do it, gang. Okay. because... And then take the other one, and then put it on top, and then you create a box. Okay, now just like an iPad, open, and then close. Good, okay, open, close. And this is, if, if you do this at Maples, they know exactly what you're talking about, and so we'll, we'll unpack this. So, the musical box. In grade nine, we'll say, um, what is in your musical box? And then people will say, In my box is Lady Gaga, and then (laughs) if Lady Gaga is in your box, then other people who have Lady Gaga in their box, they all have to stand up. And then that person who said Lady Gaga, they will see someone with Lady Gaga and say, okay, I pick you. And they'll pick somebody that they don't know by name, so they'll just say you in the green shirt or something. So let's try this. My name is Philip Lapatha, and in my box is U2, the band U2. So if you two is in your box, then please stand up. Okay. So, now I will pick one of you <laughs> and I'll say the person over there in the black shirt <laughs> I know your name, but I'm going to say the person over there in the black shirt. And then the, the rest of us, we can sit down and then go, phew. And then you can say, my name is? My name is Troy. And in my, box, in my musical box is? And in my musical, in my musical box is Simon, Simon and Garfunkel. So if anybody has Simon and Garfunkel in their musical box, you can please stand. And then Troy, because now he's in, introduced himself. Troy can now point to someone else, even just by shirt. <laughs> and then you can say. Um, maybe the purple shirt. Yeah. yeah, okay, so the rest of us are seated and then in the purple. In my, my is Janet, and in my box, I. Have Shania, Twain. Shania Twain. So if you have Shania Twain in your box, then you stand. And then, good, we won't keep going on with this, but we now uh, know Troy, Janice, right? We, we've, we've got some names of people that we didn't know. And then we even have a connection, like Shania Twain and, and Simon Garfunkel and you, too. So we're making connections with everybody. And then we, we're building community. We're building community in, in this way. So, uh, and then maybe along the way, we'll keep adding to this box. Because it can't stay closed. If you're crying out loud, you're only in grade nine, what, what, can you, what, what do you have there? <laughs> Not, nothing much yet, okay? So we have to keep opening this box. And sometimes we have to close it too. We have to close it also. So um, we hear about David then. David is presented with, this, with the news, and there's a lament. He's very sad. Um, that's what is going on. Grade 9, that's what's going on. Okay, grade 10. We move on to now to, to grade 10. So uh, thinking about David... Uh, we read in verses 20 to 24 that David is telling the people now of Israel how to grieve. He's actually saying how this is going to happen. In verse 20, he says that the deaths of Saul and Jonathan are to be honored by not letting the enemies know. Don't, don't tell them. Why? Because the enemies, they're going to mock. They're going to scorn. They're going to humiliate. They're going to insult. They're going to, they're going to throw smack. They're going to... They're going to say bad things. So they don't want the names of Saul. He doesn't want the names of Saul and, and Jonathan to be dragged through the mud. So don't, how are we going to mourn? How are we going to lament? Um, and so he says, that's what he says there. And even more in verse 21, uh, David curses the mountain upon which they died. And he, he wants no connection to the people, like the, the Philistines, for instance, or the land that have caused Israel's mighty to fall. He doesn't want any of that to happen. And in fact, instead, David eulogizes um, Saul and John. He speaks no ill of Saul, even though Saul was, Saul's after him. Saul, Saul wants to kill him. Saul wanted to track him down and hunt him down. And, 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 and here, David could say bad things, and he, he doesn't. David says no ill of Saul, even though... Um, Saul wanted to kill him. Uh, David is calling Israel to remember the greatness of Saul and Jonathan. He's, he, uh, he picks specific words and fashions them into poetry now. And knowing David, he, he probably added music to it because he's, he's like that. So David probably even, uh, with the text that we read, probably added music to it too. And then, and then now we have this lament, this song, this sad song. Um, in, in the ensuing verses from 20 to 24. In grade 10 at Maples, um, the, the students there were, we got through grade nine. Phew, what an awkward grade that is. We got through grade nine, and now they're in grade 10, and, then, and now we're talking to the students about how we do all the stuff that we do. It's not just about what. What's in your box? What is choir? What is music? Now we're talking about, okay, how do we do all the stuff that we do? Um, they know that uh, the, the students know what's expected of them. They know that they're going to engage with, with discussion. They know that we need to pry into their brains a little bit. Um, and so the, the music that we have in grade 10 is, has a little bit more, more message to it. Uh, one of the songs that we did this past year in grade 10 was this piece called Wide Open Spaces. And, and the line is... Um, the wide open spaces inside of me not the wide open spaces physically out there but the wide open spaces inside of me and as i was directing them through through the rehearsal you could feel as a director that things are changing there's a there's an there's an energy in the room there's a there's a vigor in the singing and then and then you you stop and then you, then you look at them for a bit And then you realize, huh, in grade 10s, you actually believe this. You, you actually believe the wide open spaces inside of you, don't you? And then they're going, yeah. Maybe they didn't realize that they were believing it, but then when it's actually articulated from the teacher, then they realize, yes, I do believe that there are wide-open spaces inside of me. And as this 15- and 16-year-old realizes that, then things are opening for themselves. Um, we, we can address more about um, with these message songs about our identity, who we are as people, the matters of the heart. Um, we can't do this in grade 9. Grade 9s, are they, we just try, try to stop them from touching each other. But in grade ten, we can we can actually get into into their heads, and so. Um... We can get into more technical matters of music and how music actually influences our singing and our listening and our engagement, how we can have meaningful discussions about the song, the poetry of the lyrics, the the treatment of the phrases, the choices, um, and the function of the harmonies and the rhythms. And then we go through cycles of trial and error, instruction, correction, application, trial, error, instruction and correction, application, trial, error. That's teaching for you. Um, and so we will address the emotions. We'll actually get into the, into them. Like, what are you feeling altogether? Back to David. So what does, sa- what does sadness sound like? He wrote this lament. What does, what does sadness sound like? Um, and David is, is tapping into the emotions of his people. He's helping Israel consider Jonathan and Saul and the situations and trying to, get it in a deep and meaningful way. David brings to mind the national gravity of the loss and then he's, the feeling of the international shame, uh, the sadness of pain, the glory of royal leadership, the tragedy of war. And he's saying to his people, remember this, dwell upon this, consider this, reflect upon this. So I was thinking, like, what is, what is, that? What is that like when you're a musician like David? So, A lament is a sad song for the people. And so to our Western ears, because that's all we have here, these Western ears. I mean, we come from all over the world, but kind of held hostage to the Western European um, sounds. So um, maybe his lament sounded minor. as he's thinking about the um, Saul and Jonathan. Um, we notice that in, in minor, like if it was a major sound, it doesn't have the same emotional context of, of someone who has, of great leaders who have passed away. Um, also, tempo, like that. If I go back, like that, that's not, that's not sad. <laughs> so, so the tempo is important too. And then the feel or the phrase, how I how I treat the phrase, like it has to be gentle. And, and then these, these musical sensibilities and choices now usher in the idea of what a lament could, could be, that maybe to our Western ears it's minor, and that it's slow, and that it's soft. And, and these are, when, we, when Ken and I are having fun here at the piano and the organ, and we're, we're playing through the songs, you, if, you, if you listen to the, pay attention to what you're singing, like Breakers Roar, like, we're both down here on the low, on the low side of, the, of our instruments because we're talking about thunderbreakers, and if we're thund, thund, thunderous breakers, and if we're talking about, like, like I don't know, like a bird or something, then we're, I hear it. Ken is... We're, we're floating up. Like, the, the bird is, is up there. So, um, listen to us, because we're artistic, we, we try to do things for you, um, <laughs> and trying to make our, our singing better. Okay, um, so, when we're thinking about uh, our, our lament, what, what, what could it sound like? So, just some ideas. Um, so, that's a little bit of the, of the how. We talked about what, and then we talked about how, and then, and then why. Why is David in this way? Why is David so so distraught? Um, And then we read in verses 25, 26, 27, How the mighty have fallen in battle. Jonathan lies slain on your heights. I grieve for you, Jonathan, my brother. You were very dear to me. Your love for me was wonderful, more wonderful than that of women. How the mighty have fallen. The weapons of war have perished. Um, Why does David lament? Perhaps it is the honorable thing to do. It's the right thing to do when a national figure dies. When, we, when the likes of Martin Luther King or JFK or Billy Graham or Princess Diana die, we, we, we have a mourning for them. Um, perhaps his sadness is rooted in the overwhelming thought of war, and we shake our heads at the turmoil and destruction and the violence. And then we think of Syria, and we think of street attacks in Toronto, or we think of uh, unho- un- untold horrors in, in Africa and Asia and, and then we, we shake our heads and then we're, we mourn. Because it's, it's hard. It's hard to think about that stuff. It's hard to think about planes crashing into buildings. It's hard. And so we, we mourn. In grade 11 and 12 at, at Maples, we move into the final years now of the, as a student in the Maples Coral Department and we get into the Why? Grade 9, we talked about what, was, what is choir. Grade 10, we, we talked about how do we do choir and now in senior choir in grade 11 and 12. It takes us two years to unpack this last one. Why, why do we do choir? Why do we sing? Why? After two years of rehearsals and performances amidst ups and downs, rights and wrongs, wins and losses, us and them, you and I, and lots of I don't know yet, these students, singers are realizing that they are growing and they're making bold steps. They have these occasional moments of these wide open spaces inside of them and they realize that it's true. <laughs> oh, go figure. I thought I was just here to play video games and my parents are going to take care of me for the rest of my life. <laughs> but there's actually more to it. And so they've opened and expanded their musical box and they've also closed and they've protected it too because you have to do that. You can't always keep, keep it open. Eventually you, you're lost. So... You open it, but then you got to close it, too. And you have to protect yourself. So why do we do choir? Why do we sing? For every student, this will be a slightly different answer. There may be common themes to their individual answers, but their unique answers will be found within them as maturing beings with hearts and minds and souls and strengths. They will find their answers. And so for David, at his core, David's sadness... Uh, accompanied his homage to Saul. His sadness um, was due to the horror of war, but ultimately, I would think that David is distressed for his dear friend, for Jonathan. We can talk about the grandness of politics and war and these big, grand, huge ideas, but I think in the end, it's David and Jonathan. Jonathan. His buddy, his friend, and Jonathan is like a brother, and they have shared life and they have shared death situations, and their friendships. Um, these, this friendship right here is—it's not—it's bonded through stress and battle and trial and pain. It's—it's it's, it's fused together. Really, they have made promises to each other, vows to each other. They've created a brotherhood and loyalty and trust with each other. And I'm sure they've also had a few laughs along the way because brothers do that. And they have some stories to share too because brothers have that. And myself, I have a band of brothers. Uh, We've been together for some of us over 40 years. I'm 44. So... To have friendships that have lasted over 40 years, that's, that's really almost my entire life. Um, the new guy in the group, he came in in 1988. He's the new guy. <laughs> 30 years, and he's the new one. So um, there are six of us, enough to play three-on-three basketball or three-on-three football plays and you know things like that. We, we grew up tearing up football fields all over the city, and after rainy days, and um, getting muddy. Uh, we, my, my brothers, we've also gone through a lot, a lot of growing up phases that seem like their own battles. Uh, we've gone through elementary school teases, and junior high voice cracks, and high school feelings, and... Youth group activities, university dating, career choices, wedding days, property ownership, childbirths, child growth, professional decisions, aging parents. That's kind of where we're at right now. And, and the whole, whole lot of life. Um, I would see my friends and my brothers as David saw Jonathan, as pleasant, as extraordinary, as having surpassing love. And if one of my brothers died... I would be grieved. It would really hit me hard, and I know that I would cry. Uh, over the years, the advanced students of Naples—they're—they're they're prepared well. They—they they know what it's what it means to be a singer in in our choirs. There are, there are expectations, and they meet them. Um, we go through the the repertoire. They sing some excellent repertoire. Um, we talk a lot about what the repertoire means and how it's shaping us. Uh, we talk about the day with our students. We talk about the news. We talk about life pressures. We talk about the concerns that they have as growing up. In the last month of this past school year, Maples had a teacher suicide. We had a student run over by a car, and an uncle of one of the students in our chamber choir is still missing. Um, that's just three of the things that happened at our school just in the last in the last month. So there was a lot to talk about. There was a lot to feel. Um, there was a lot to sing about, and our singing, even though it's sometimes it's kind of it has kind of like a jovial kind of a feel to it. But we sing also the songs that are... that feel like this, a little bit melancholy. And then there are the songs that are even... Sometimes we want to just feel sad, and sometimes we need to cry out in the sadness. And then there's going to be the day when it actually does turn. So these tunes, these melodies, however we play them, however we touch upon them, they, they, they will resonate with us. These laments that we have, these feelings, they're all just really trying to get at, at one thing. Um, at the end of our years at, at Maples with these kids, we have this big concert at the end of the year, and then there's, there's, there's always crying. The grade 12s, they, they just lose it on stage. There's like... <laughs> like <laughs> everything sounds like a vibrato at the end because they just can't actually, they have no breath control anymore. <laughs> and so everything's just, ah, because they just can't hold, down, hold their pitch. So it's like, sing! But you, know, you can't tell them to do that. So what, what happens at the end is that they cry. And they cry because they're, they're losing something that's been really important to them for the past four years, which is the singing, the community, the growth. All this, the musical box. In grade nine, we ask them their favorite stories or their favorite music. In grade 10, we ask them to open their box to new ideas. In grade 11 and 12, open yourself up to the community, get connected to the people around you. And then we'll tell them that really all this time, since grade nine, This has actually been this. So as they were opening their box in grade nine to someone's music, they're learning to appreciate someone else's music and connecting to their their feelings about that music. And as uh, Faith now moves into grade 12, (laughs) um, she will... I know, you're going to cry a lot. I know it's going to happen. So um, she will re- be realizing that this is my last choir performance of this or my last festival or my, my last time to, to enjoy the music that we do in this place. It doesn't mean music ever stops. Just, just in this place it will stop for, for our grade 12s. Um, for David, we realize then that his lament... Was really this? It, it's his heart. It's the love in his heart that he has for for Saul and for I mean for for Jonathan. It's the love in his heart that he has for Jonathan. Um, our last hymn that we're going to sing today is um, called "It Is Well with My Soul." Um, and if you know the story about this song, this is also a lament. It started off that way. And when you're talking about sea billows and you're talking about um, the water and uh, as in the the imagery in there it's actually uh, a physical thing also because Horatio Spafford the person that that wrote this hymn he experienced tragedy he lost his son um, from pneumonia he lost his four daughters as they were crossing the Atlantic and then their ship struck another ship and then the daughters drowned at sea um, his wife made it to the other side, going to Europe. And then Horatio was going to meet his wife in, in Europe. As he goes across the, the Atlantic, the uh, captain says, this is where it happened. This is where your daughters passed away. And then uh, the story in the, in the hymn says that he, um, according to the hymn, says that he uh, wrote the text of It Is Well With My Soul, at that point, it comes from a from his heart. It come from it comes from the love that he has for his his family, the love that he has um, for the Lord, and he um, he penned then this incredible hymn. So we're going to sing this hymn together and end our time um, thinking about the the grandness of of what it means to lament, to feel sad, and how that connects us to other people, and then how music can foster this helpful catharsis in ways that we can still connect to each other um, through, through music and through meaning and through, through our emotions.